and you're gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far Episode of Holland Snokes, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> what do you got? I'm fucking miserable, just hoping that I can watch Tom Brady lose another Super Bowl. But we don't have Eli Manning to to help us out. So we'll this see. is a painful weekend for a lot of uh, Saints fans, Packers fans. I guess even Bills fans. Although I mean, they're sort of they're always in pain anyway. But yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think most of the country is rallying together to root against Tom Brady. So it's like it's like how COVID has brought us all closer together. I think you know hating yeah. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay has has brought us all closer together. See, usually, I'd, I'd like to root for the underdog or the team that didn't win last year, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen Tom Brady so much; it's it's hard to right. I'd rather like see a Chiefs dynasty established than than no. see him win another fucking. Yeah, I know as a Bronco no. fan, that's probably rough to to. <laughs> I, I, there's no winners but... for me in this one. Yeah, that's I lose actually, no matter yeah, what. That's, oh, yeah. that's true. That's a rough <laughs> spot to be in. Like I feel like at least the Saints were were a, a, you know a sea hair away from from getting there, but the the Broncos that that was just fucking brutal and same with the Panthers. Well, I feel like, like the, the Saints had the worst way to go out of the playoffs the last like three or four years in a row now. Four years now. Yeah. At least this, at, like at least this one was our fault. So I can at least stomach that a little <laughs> bit better than. I mean, you could argue that like the Minnesota miracle was definitely our fault because it was just horrible, shitty tackling. It gave me flashbacks to like the Beast Quake. Um, but, but, you know, then the last two years were some just horse shit, terrible refereeing calls. And so that's, that's a lot harder to stomach, you know what I mean? Well, the, I mean, the good news is, I mean, I don't think anything happened this year that's going to replace the clips that they've already queued up, which is now every time the Saints play a playoff game, um, uh, they like when they do cut to color commentary, they like show the Minnesota miracle and then uh, they start talking about that. And then they, they go, well, it calls back memories. And then they show like Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> it's like the yeah. seven and nine and then, Seattle Seahawks. And, <laughs> and then, the, and then the, I was almost at that game too, which would have been the first saints game I ever went to. I bought, I almost bought a ticket on Craigslist. I was going to drive from Missoula to Seattle. I'm so glad I fucking didn't, but. But yeah, and then and then they start talking about the St. Louis, or I can't, I still can't even say uh, Los Angeles Rams. I say St. Louis every fucking time still. But the the Rams game with the fucking pass interference call where they it was so heinous that they changed the rule about challenging pass interference for one year and then changed it back. And then and last year was maybe arguably less of a heinous one where Kyle Rudolph pushed off. He said he didn't, but you know, fuck him uh yeah so it's it's been pretty rough but also you know if you would have told me 
15 years ago when we got Breeze and Peyton that that we're going to end up with one Super Bowl victory and then, you know, four really brutal playoff exits like that in a row. I still like I can't complain that much compared to where where the Saints were for, you know, forever before they came those two came along. It's hard to like complain too much. I am glad that we that Will and I fucking went to to see Drew play last year in the dome cuz we were like, "Oh, well maybe we'll put it off until this year." And then obviously this year was <laughs> and la- what it's like more than a year now, but you know, last season, this season completely fucked and no chance of going to any games so if he does hang him up at least at least got to see him play once which was fucking dope but i i hope just the competitive side of him wants to not go out like such a punk and have like that be the last game that he ever played because he played fucking terrible and they just that was all his fault like three picks including that last one that we had every fucking chance to win that game and anyway clearly i'm over it uh two <laughs> weeks later but you know anyway we not talk about that anymore that'd be fine well another uh <laughs> another wonderful news i'm getting on snow for the second week in a row and uh oh really yeah. is it still fucking wild winter wet like uh weather advisory out there yeah, like today we're supposed to get like eight inches between six a.m. and eight o'clock at night or something. Oh yeah, shit! I, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's done at like three o'clock. That's but... what she said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, it's, it's I'm kind of fifty fifty if I'm gonna go anywhere for the Super Bowl or just kind of. I, the thing is, like the one tying into Star Wars is there's not really anything. There's no crazy rumor about like a uh, trailer this year for the Super Bowl. That's kind of a yeah. It's a good point. Something I, th- I thought of for the first time like yesterday. Huh? Yeah, there aren't really it's been a big yeah. Usually big day for Star Wars for um, for most of the last you know couple of years. Yeah, at least like a new TV spot or something or yeah. yeah it's. I, I wonder if maybe like Marvel will have some trailers for their new shows coming up or something like that. Um, yeah, I wonder because yeah, there, there's not. You're right. There's not really much that's been announced or teased or anything. Yeah, it, like I will say I, that the there is something that got announced. Has nothing to do technically with sci-fi or whatever, but is loosely related to Star Wars and uh, probably worth checking out. Uh, they released a TV spot for this thing called Inspiration or Inspiration 4 or something like that, where, like, essentially it's uh, a lottery ticket to space. And oh, it's, there's, a, there's a trailer that's coming out in the Super Bowl, but, like, you have to basically make a donation to St. Jude Children's Hospital. Who, who's on whose fucking spaceship, though? I don't. I mean, does I want to like, I, like, well, I'd go. Yeah, on. like if it's like just <laughs> fucking Jeb in his fucking backyard in Florida. Yeah, I want to know. Like, is it NASA? What is it NASA? Well, I know, I know, SpaceX is launching like four civilians here shortly into space. I don't think they're going anywhere, but I don't know if it's a SpaceX or what. But uh, actually, in another Star Wars connection, the person who directed the commercial is actually Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's 
All right. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's legit then. I just like, dude, if it's not NASA, I don't know if I trust it. Like, you don't own space. NASA does. Yeah. What's the, uh, can you give us the, the Ricky and Bubbles rocket spiel here? Um, no, I don't know. The, the car, the, the fucking carbonator has been fucked over and we got to stop on Juniper to get some more space weed. I don't, I, I can't, I can't do, I used to be able to have, give you that whole thing from memory but you know Ricky. Brain, brain cells <laughs> did you see the trailer park boy sea shanty that was fucking that was pr- what primo. is there one? Oh my god yeah no. yeah yeah they just put it out on their youtube and their facebook the other day it's pretty pretty decent pretty decent uh i don't know why sea shanties have been like blowing up the internet the last Dude, few weeks the, but, the yeah. fucking, i'm right there i'm fully Oh, dude, it, yeah, it takes me back to, to working on a fucking boat. We literally, like, worked on, I worked on a boat that was, like, a tall replica of a tall-masted sloop, and we literally would sing sea shanties all day long at work. I've so, been like, struggling it, that, that's what that to happens, get... like, today? Uh, wait, what, which, what's the real no, thing you, that just, happened? Like, I didn't know sea shanties still occurred yeah today. yeah for real i mean oh if you uh, don't know you gotta i mean it's so i i can't get the weller man out of my head and it's uh, same i'm there with you it's stuck there i'm okay with it too so. something needs to jar that loose but the problem is it really it's only a certain type of t- tune that can jar loose so uh if anybody has a suggestion for a to knock the weller man out of uh head. yeah it's called the kitty man and it's by bubbles and ricky and julian <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and that's exact that's not even a joke that's what we get a copyright <laughs> yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get whatever the dnrc whatever is the fuck it is making money danny are you making money off of the four downloads that we get <laughs> yeah it's four pennies per download so we made about 18 cents i want i want my split of the road i'll uh i'll make sure i, I divvy that up the next time we get to yeah. celebration. Venmo you a nickel <laughs> start doing advertising at some point you know we'll talk, i mean just to make it sound like a real podcast yeah, well, I think you'd have to have listeners to make advertising worthwhile, yeah. but... Uh, my pillow, that seemed like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe my pill and, like, Goya beans. I think those are some pretty hot commodities right now. Also, maybe Robin Hood and, Can like, some other... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of games actually do you want to talk about that because we're we we held off to talk about that until our our resident game ex- expertise yeah. was was here but pretty big uh pretty big couple of announcements really in the last couple of weeks uh, as far as the star wars game world is concerned All right uh, I guess it's what did they rebrand it? Lucasfilm Games, right? It's not Lucas Arts, it's Lucasfilm Games. Yeah, and for um, some of us, I mean, for me, that was a sort of emotionally painful rebranding because I'm so, yeah. so much of my life is invested in those Lucas Arts games. <laughs> like, <laughs> I recently got a, uh, I found a copy of the the Star Wars uh, Episode One Starfighter for N64. That old like Lucas Arts logo is just right. <laughs> so much classic. 
my buddy at work just hooked me up with the emulator of you know it's like n64 playstation 1 ps2 gamecube all these things and i've been fucking playing the shit out of uh rogue squadron episode one racer which they also just finally like released a port of that for uh, uh xbox xbox they had had it for ps4 and and playing that again has been fucking dope but <laughs> yeah man like those old especially rogue squadron uh and then i never played that naboo starfighter game for n64 it's, it's actually just... battle for naboo i just picked up the cartridge yeah 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 <laughs> i never played it i always wanted it but i could never never had it growing up and then my like i said my buddy just hooked me up with the emulator and downloaded it for me so that that was that came out during my blockbuster days when i had a, a blockbuster down the block and i think i rented it at least like five or six times right <laughs> Dude, it was fuck. Only '90s kids know, bro. Like it was fucking brutal, man. Like literally renting video games and then like playing them obsessively for those like however many days you could have it. Yeah, but <laughs> I can only... that there's there's uh, a feeling of going to that rental store and kind of going through the aisle of the video game store that is not replicated in any of the virtual experience you know yeah when oh, i was a kid real. like it was pretty much just my birthday and christmas that i got a new game like mm-hmm. i didn't really get the <laughs> right like getting a new game was like, a big deal so like rentals was kind of the majority of like how i uh got to experience different types of games oh dude for real and then you'd show up and and you know hastings or whatever the place would only have a like a new game would come out and they'd only get three copies of it so then yeah. you have to it's like oh the box is there but if the thing isn't behind the bus oh motherfucker yeah the, like, the, oh, the, why don't you just get us. snowboard kids again it's like no mom i don't want to play snowboard kids again <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I'm so video games so that that's mean, uh snowboard fucking rad that what what were you saying snowboard kids that yeah shut kid. up <laughs> um but yeah man so ea no longer has a fucking monopoly like they're still gonna make games i guess like obviously fallen order 2 and theoretically battlefront 3 i don't think it's been announced but i'd be surprised if they don't um because they stopped doing support and like new content for battlefield battlefront what the yeah Battlefront. battlefront jesus um uh they stopped like supporting and making new shit which they did a ton of free dlcs for that which is cool but um i feel like i'd be surprised if they don't make another another one of that and then uh i don't know how well the squadrons game did but i wouldn't be super surprised if there's another sequel for that either um they've started I played the hell out of squadrons, like a lot of squadrons. It's pretty uh, fun, man. I was, I, 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 I still would really like to play the like VR version. Have you, do you have that or did you just play the I, regular one? I do have the VR. Fuck, um, is that it. pretty wild? It's like really cool. Like sitting in like X-Wing stuff. Um, I'm still like, I don't play VR a whole lot. I've had it for a while, but it's like, it's definitely one of those things you, you have to actually sit and like play it like every day for like 20 minutes or something like to build up the stomach for it. Otherwise you get like, su- I get super motion sick still. So. Oh, I bet. 
So I can really only play about half a mission of a campaign at a time, but I'm like trying to play through the campaign only in VR, but it's, it's pretty cool. Like sitting in an X-Wing. That's dope. Also, I literally bought, have uh, to train for it. Right? <laughs> I bought a... Uh, I bought like flight sticks and stuff specifically for it too. Oh shit! Um, went all out on that one. All right, well, I'm coming over. I'm gonna make a <laughs> nine-hour drive, and I'll be there tomorrow to play it. <laughs> and, uh, um, like Twenty-two but, hours. Uh, for me, and they so. they said they weren't gonna like support any extra stuff for it, and then they started adding things. I actually haven't played since they added like the B-wing. Oh shit. Um, and stuff like that it was it was a lot more successful than they thought i think the player base kind of died already though for like the competitive multiplayer um, yeah i could see that but like the campaign even is pretty fun and and i like how it's a little there's a little more strategy like you have to manage your like your shields and your ammo yeah. and like divert power to your shields or to your engines or your your cannons or whatever and and I don't know I, I definitely have enjoyed it um, so I, I don't yeah. feel like EA's been terrible no, with their but... recent run they just haven't done that much but I feel like what they've done more recently has been been better um, right. like I so, know yeah. it wasn't everybody's cup of tea but I I love Jedi Fallen Order I. 100 percent of that i'm started the second playthrough on like the extremely difficult mode um, i've i've gotten back into it a little bit but like I, I and i know they were upfront about what it was from the very beginning and it was like this dark souls type game i just i i can't help the feeling when i've tried to play it that it's it doesn't like it feels like star wars but at the same time i i it's it also is just kind of like tomb raider or you know what i mean it's just like we're all running around in fucking caves the entire time <laughs> and i get that that's like the plot it's all about like creating these artifact sites and whatnot and but i, I guess i was just hoping for a little more kind of like level variety i guess if that makes sense right and i i guess i assume you have it it's definitely worth it uh, to get to the the ending scene is, is a, a very good star wars moment like that whole end level i mean um definitely yeah, worth I, it i've been uh kind of chipping away at it as time goes on but i haven't gotten the, I all the way through i do definitely feel like playing it in the way the plot goes that it's kind of like, like i feel like there's you're only getting half the plot they planned like i feel like there's a point where you can see where ea was like all right time to time to ship it because you're like, right. feel like there's some characters that definitely had more of a part of it that they kind of just cut out. But um, no, I'm excited for this because, you know, competition only, is, only benefits the consumer, though, with having these other companies, with Disney being like, well, you're not going to give us what we want or what people are going to buy, then we're just right. going to give it to the next people. For real. Well, yeah, and the EA just doesn't have their monopoly anymore. Like you said, that competition is, is probably, I think, going to help a lot. I mean, and the of the couple things that have been announced or rumored are, are pretty exciting, I think. I mean, so the one that I'm probably most excited about and I think I know which one Will's probably most excited about, which is probably not the Star Wars one, but um, the Ubisoft open world game, which has been rumored to be a bounty hunter game. And I'm hoping that it's Mandalorian based. Who knows? But cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for anything open world. Um, 
I'm a little worried about Ubisoft in particular here because their open world games lately have been like massive letdowns. But what ones are you referring to in particular? Um, the like the ghost was it Ghost Recon's or uh, okay, ghost so Recon, it's funny uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, yeah, that was the sequel because I've played the shit out of Wildlands, which is the oh, predecessor, cool. and uh, it was pretty dope, like squad based, you know, game. It was pretty mm-hmm. massive, which is heard people complain about, but that like I didn't mind that. Um, and then I got Breakpoint the day it came out, and I returned it like three days later because. It was kind of like a battlefront or situation or I can't remember the other uh, no man's sky where it's like when they released it, people were just like, oh, my God, you literally ruined the game. You took all (laughs) the fun things and you took them away and then you added a bunch of extra bullshit. And so I fucking returned it within like a couple days so I could get my full refund. And then I didn't play it again until. Last week it was on sale for nine dollars and I read all these reviews saying they had changed a bunch of shit and like actually added back the main change they made with that game that fucked it around was it was like you the first game is you and you have three squad mates and you can give them commands and run around and you can also play co-op online with other people which is fun but i mostly played it offline and then on the new one they just took out ai teammates and you're like being said Uh, the only way you can play the game is to play it online and it requires an online connection and you can only play online with fucking random strangers as your teammates and you can't basically made it so you couldn't play the game as a single player game and i just i was everything is all these like stupid fucking lobby things they've tried to add in and it just i don't know i was not into it but they fixed all that and plus they added a bunch of other shit and it's actually pretty fun game now um but anyway that was a long story that was not very interesting and then i found five bucks there you go uh what other ones what other ones have people because i i really like the assassin's creed ones that have come out lately so oh, that's true. I love like the new the new Assassin's Creed has probably been like the best like next next uh, I guess some mid generation game. Like I know I mean I was all on board the Cyberpunk hype train and I still enjoy Cyberpunk, but it was definitely not everything I was. Was that for. Ubisoft though? No, that was not Ubisoft. That's just like of the generation oh, okay. this generation games that came out that oh, okay I get yeah I got you. For. Um, but the new Assassin's Creed is awesome. If, if people haven't played it yet, um, Vikings. I still haven't played Valhalla. I'm still uh, I'm still working my way through Odyssey, but I've played yeah. a fuck ton of Odyssey and of and of Origins. And I'm just the only. I just haven't got Valhalla yet because I yeah. figured I'd better finish the other one first. But they're long. Yeah, they're um, all long. Those are like games you can easily dump hundred plus hours into. Right. And I, I guess something like that in a Star Wars setting is kind of what I was and not that they ever said it was Jedi Order would be anything like that, but um yeah, something more open world where there's a little more shit like like a Assassin's Creed type of game with and, and that's what it's sort of been rumored, is it like it's some kind of bounty hunter game in that type of a setting, which would be, be cool. my fucking cream dream. <laughs> They've also pseudo announced, I don't think it's been made official in any type of way, but there's been heavy, heavy rumors of a uh, Knights of the Old Republic 
reboot game being developed right. not by bioware i don't remember what the studio you know i don't need is bioware even a thing still yes bioware is still a thing they they're primarily mass effect and um oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which they just announced the remake of mass effects coming out and i've already pre-ordered the special oh yeah i saw helmet, that but um <laughs> I, i'm kind of excited for that because it's like it's it's supposed this the rumors are that it's like a complete reboot it's not a remake it's a reboot and i'm kind of hoping it's similar to like the final fantasy 7 remake that just came out even though they call that remake but it's like a complete reimagining of the game story ground up like the only thing that's similar is kind of the characters with and the main plot points so i'm hoping yeah like, i'm I wonder, hoping for like something much, completely new right um, like how much of those because like the plot and the characters in the in the original are pretty pretty cool and pretty well developed. Like how much do you think they're gonna pull from that? I like I ho- I hope they at least pull the characters like Revan and Malik and uh... right. Blood. Yeah, you'd hope at least those like broad strokes because right. because Revan and Malik are are pretty dope characters as well and right. um. But even even like your support characters, where you have like what's like Karth and Bastila and like your whole crew that yeah. that you develop and fucking HK forty seven man, like there's there's definitely a lot of those things that I think would be. But but I'm sure they'll obviously be like doing some uh, maneuvering to make it all line up with the new high order canon. Right, and the the first well. And that'd be interesting. This this is a different Republic era, though the games are from. I don't know if they'd go back. Uh, Old Republic is a lot before the the High Republic. So okay, I guess I thought they had just sort of rebranded the Old Republic as the High Republic. No. Okay. There's, All right. there's a couple hundred years, but but seeing as Old Republic is the only thing that exists now that's not canon. But, but uh right um yeah it'll be definitely i mean i'm sure a lot of this stuff probably still won't come out for quite a while but um it'll be it'll be very interesting to see and one of the other things that they did announce which uh like i said i think is probably maybe will's most uh uh biggest cream dream is the uh Indiana Jones game is it Bethesda that's making it? Is that what it was? Yeah, so there's very very few details available for this now, but essentially they have dangled with a the, the trailer is essentially just a camera panning across a desk with some maps and a whip and a hat and whatever. But uh, Bethesda, is that your desk? Yeah, Bethesda is developing the next. Indiana Jones game, which um, is probably, uh, I haven't checked on this in a couple of weeks since the semester started, but it's probably going to coincide, I would suspect, with the new film's release and stuff. So oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. New, uh, sort of burst of Indiana Jones uh, content, which is... Uh, Obviously, it's pretty exciting for me and for the dog. So, yeah, yeah say more about exciting. that. Yeah, so I just got I just got a new pup, and uh, the after consultation with the high council, 
which is a basically mat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I wasn't high when I said that. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. Like a couple of different people came to that same suggestion. You were the first one, but someone else did it independently. Sure, like, they, yeah, sure. Fucking copycat motherfuckers. I know. Um, sorry, but I totally stepped all over what you're actually. Yeah, saying. I mean, basically, we just, uh, as far as I haven't checked in a week or two, but I mean, I don't think there's any meaningful details, but. Oh, no, I meant about the dog. Oh, yeah. The dog. Yeah, there's no yeah. details there either. Just... No, you you got a puppy named it Indiana. It's fucking uh it's uh pretty, pretty cute. We named the dog Indiana. His name is Junior. Oh, uh, it's pretty named good. The dog Indiana. Uh, it's, not, it's not bad at all. It's not bad. <laughs> um, um yeah, so I'm excited about that. Just so uh, do you think things. it'll be do you think it'll be like an old man indie movie tie-in or do you think it's going to be like a completely because i guess i would pro i think the old man one would be interesting but i would kind of prefer it just to be because if you do a, a different story then you can go backwards in the timeline and do a like 40s or 50s era instead of well sure, I, I mean, I, you know what i'm saying yeah, that's, it's that's a good question i uh i actually have not spent almost any time thinking about when the game's going to be set because the main thing that that brought this announcement brought out to me is thinking about just how shitty uh indiana jones games have been and how trapped they like while it's an amazing uh sort of franchise and cultural property or whatever it's like because it's a the movies are not really like I mean, we're not talking about like uh, Saving Private Ryan or something where it's like this crazy action stuff. Like they're the movies are sort of awesome because they're like funny and there's a mix of adventure and there's some action. But games have never really got that correct. They've like they're the especially when we moved out of the point and click adventure game era, people have been like struggling to find a way to make an Indiana Jones game like fun or interesting and you like pushing crates around you know or well, they just tried to make it Tomb Raider they just tried to copy Tomb Raider because that was what was popular yeah, it's at like that a time Tomb Raider and it's it's never been like really they've good. been okay right there was like Infernal Machine on N64 which was okay yeah. There was the Emperor's Tomb for like Xbox PS2 generations, which was okay, but it's just like not. Yeah, there just haven't hasn't really been like a really legit good game, but, and I feel like Bethesda has some some potential to set the bar pretty high for like yeah, the first so, time I mean, in a long time. It starts making me think we might get a game that's. Uh, and I'm a type of person that has almost no interest in your standard action game but like Skyrim, Morrowind, whatever are like my favorite games of all time you know so if we can get a game that has some uh, exploratory story driven adventure elements that would be so exciting yeah for real I, I feel like there's a lot of potential for that one for sure um and and that one, like you said, maybe one of the sooner ones coming because that like the other ones there was not even 
a teaser or any type of anything. So that one might be probably the first thing that we see from Lucasfilm games. Um, although I guess maybe, yeah, never mind. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's fucking cool. And I feel like we talked about it a while ago, a couple of shows ago about how somebody had tweeted at Matt Martin, which is like, he's on the story group and they said something about, is there any reason to be excited as a Star Wars fan, video game fan? And he said something about, you know, uh, based on what I've seen that we're working on, this is about to be, I, I feel like it's kind of going to be almost like the, at some point, hopefully it'll be like when we got all these fucking 11 show and movie announcements all at once where it's going to go from nothing to holy shit really quickly. So at least... I fucking hope so. I guess it's worth discussing, uh, like, what do you think the, like, the the best platform for a Star Wars gamer is going to be over the next five years? Because, I mean, uh, I'm, I've been, at this point, I'm so far out of date. Like, I'm just sort of a PC gamer at this point, and I play stuff that looks fun on my Nintendo Switch. And, and I feel like, uh, probably what happens with games is going to be with Star Wars games is going to determine my my console purchases. Well, this might make pretty easy for you with with Bethesda make making that Indiana Jones game. They are now owned by Microsoft, and most of their games are going to be exclusive to Microsoft oh, consoles. Oh, yeah, oh that, wow! And and then does that mean all Bethesda games are going to be Microsoft exclusives? They haven't said which ones aren't aren't and like won't be. They haven't made that decision. Like the next Elder Scrolls, but there is rumors of the next Elder Scrolls possibly going that way. But I don't know. Right now, software is worth more selling than it is to sell hardware. So having it on both consoles, there's probably what they'll end up doing but they did yeah, announce there's going like... to be a lot of exclusives going forward for interesting microsoft it, it always seems like yeah you're kind of cutting out a huge chunk of your potential customers when you make something an exclusive yeah i've, I've never owned an xbox so let's uh see what happens <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's literally all I've ever owned since <laughs> since I had an original Xbox till till now. And it really, for me, is silly, but it's always come down to the controller. Yeah, now, I've always been in Nintendo, and then because PS PS PlayStation had so many more games, I kind of like bought a uh, PS whatever generation on like the back end just to. There was a period of time where PlayStation was the only one playing DVDs, and I remember yeah. buying the used PS. You had to get the DVD adapter kit for the Xbox, which was like a little thing that you had to plug into the yeah, fucking always... uh, games or the controller slot. In college, I had a PS2 in my room to play uh, DVDs and to play um, what were those? Uh, there was a period of time where there were uh, there were a couple of cool like x-men legends and then there was an avengers version of that that were like that was pretty much all i played on it oh you mean um i know you're talking about marvel ultimate alliance yeah ultimate alliance and x-men legends those games were, were awesome 
They made a third uh, Ultimate Alliance for Nintendo Switch pretty recently. I think it was a Switch exclusive. Oh, I didn't know. I'm so keyed out of the the news from that. I I should, I should check that out. Yeah. I have no impulse control, so I've had both for almost every generation. <laughs> I tend to get the uh, the PlayStation that's usually like the slim down or like mini version of it. Yeah, right. I, I have both both PS5 and the, the Xbox Series X right now, and they're oh, both already? just giant. I bought both yeah. of them the day they came out. Yeah, <laughs> of course you fucking did, um, dude. Yeah, I'm all I'm more like Danny, where I definitely tend to wait until I can get one on the cheap when it's like they come out with the second version or whatever. And uh, yeah, I do really want to get a PS4. And I feel like hopefully the price will drop a little bit now that PS5 is out. But there's definitely like between like the VR stuff and a couple games like uh, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, like there's definitely some some exclusives on there that I've been really wanting to play. Yeah, they nailed it last generation with the exclusives PlayStation. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, that's another oh, one yeah. I've really been wanting to play. Yeah, I, I still but... don't it, so <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll be able to keep myself busy until I can uh, afford it. Yeah, there's really no there's there's really no point in getting a PS5 for like there's nothing. Is there any like exclusive launch titles at all at this point? Is it all just like last generation games that have been also put out on that like Cyberpunk or whatever? Yeah, that I think the Miles Morales version of Spider Man is exclusive, but that's kind of more like a. I haven't played it yet myself. I I got that. It's not but quite I think like it's a more full of a DLC. sequel though, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a half game, I guess, kind of. But they. Right. That's. Yeah, that Spider-Man it. game, the the PS4 one, is definitely another exclusive. But I've been really wanting to play too. So fuck yeah, I should get. If we get another <laughs> fucking like stimulus check, maybe I'll finally actually pull the trigger <laughs> on that. But I've got some other shit I'm trying, like important life shit that I'm trying to save up for. So I'm like. Trying to balance, trying to balance that impulse control. Self control yeah, is my that, goal. It's, it's unpatriotic to save money. It's, it's your duty to boost the it's economy. It's true. We need That's to stimulate right. this economy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, definitely a lot of dope video game shit coming down the pipe. So I'm, I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. Well, uh, anybody else got other video game things they wanted to say, or you want to talk about this episode? Let's do it. All right, so we, uh, I think we're on episode three of uh, Mandalorian. Yep. The, uh, the, the heiress. I, uh, Anybody want to kind of go over the synopsis of this one or go for it? All right. I, I, I honestly, I, <laughs> I don't know what I have, but I was kind of throwing that up. Oh. I, 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 <laughs> I got it. Uh, we started off, you know, this was another episode that really felt like a, to me, kind of like a live action uh, Clone Wars episode or something, you know, we got, yeah. we really got to see our, uh, Mandalorians in their element, and there was a kind of a high, 
if I'm remembering the right episode, there was a kind of a high seas vibe. Oh yeah, they even so, say when when they roll up, they even call them pirates. Like, yeah. Pirates. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, dude, it's super fucking dope. Um, it, I it's funny you say that. I, it's like one of the first things I I I noted is yeah, it feels definitely like a fucking straight up live action Clone Wars episode. I mean, it helps to have the literal actor <laughs> who played the Clone Wars character in the episode, but um. Yeah, it, it 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 was fucking rad to see them Mando's just running rip shit through everybody like that. Uh, just how fucking lethal they are. And there's even a line at some point when they're when they're high jump, you know, taking the the ship over about like, you know, like shit. There must be like ten of them. It's like nope, there's only four. Oh, but they're Mandalorians, and you can just see the look on everyone's face like they just shit their pants at that point. Like oh, we're fucked. Um, but yeah, so I gotta say, like, they do the fucking Razor Crest dirty this whole season, man. It's so <laughs> savage. Like, they, it's, it's in the beginning, they're straight up just limping. What is it? Trask, I think, is the plan. And they're limping the Trask at the beginning of the episode. And it's literally just like held together with spit and duct tape at this point. And, and then they come fucking crashing in. It almost make the landing, land in the water, like it. They just beat the live. I, I guess you could. I guess maybe they're foreshadowing that it's gonna get get iced. But uh, but like why? <laughs> it's like I guess I I really liked the ship and like I was kind of like cringing every time I saw something bad happen to it. And it's just like it it almost burns up in the atmosphere and then it gets like submerged in water. It's like why do they keep doing this to me? right it's brutal I actually, man uh, i think um one thing they've sort of tapped into is um like part of what made the millennium falcons so beloved was that it really was kind of like a vulnerable ragtag constantly sort of bucket of bolts type of situation right and they they make too far (laughs) going back to that it's like they kind of they kind of make you feel that vulnerability of being on the high seas where the ship you know because space travel doesn't really have that quite as much if you're everything's working fine you just sort of like appear different places and you're like you know let's go to hyperdrive and then so i think they made it so that it's like you know, exploring the galaxy is this like sort of exhausting, dangerous thing, which I kind of like. I mean, I obviously. I mean, yeah, but they they made it too like they they, they made it too vulnerable because they fucking killed it. Like I feel like I would be able to forgive these things a lot more if they hadn't destroyed it so yeah. horribly. Yeah, compared to anything that happens to the to the Falcon, like you don't see the Falcon almost like burning up or like. I, I guess you can right. but, like it. It's but not quite as bad. Like they're in in Empire, they're like r- repairing it a bunch and trying to get it back. But it's not quite as as savage. And uh, I guess it happens in the first season too with the Jawas. They pretty much tear strip it down to nothing, and then you see them build it back up. But even I guess like even in this one, 
the fucking Mon Calamari guy that puts it back together. They put it literally like with like fucking ropes and shit with like pulleys <laughs> and like it's so fucking half-assed the way they put it back together. And that dude also is straight up just wearing an earth sweater. Like he's just wearing like a sailorman's fucking like the <laughs> Mon Cal guy at the dock. He just... doesn't need sea shanties. Yeah, right. That's what I want to hear is those fucking Mon Cal uh, sea shanties. But uh, yeah, dude, they're just they oh, fucking. Oh, the water man come bring us. All right, I just <laughs> careful what I wish for, huh? Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, they just they absolutely fucking savage this ship the whole season long until it's just gone. And I would like I'm excited to see what they do and what type of ship he gets to replace it. But like Danny said, it's they they com- It's hard to create an iconic new ship. And they did, and they got me invested, and then they fucking Charlie Brown me with the football, like. Yep. Not that I don't um, like the uh, the slave one, and then kind of that kind of carries the uh, the story after that, but like. Right. It's like it's like all right. If you're gonna take that away, you at least replaced it with slave one in the same episode. So like, okay, we'll we'll give you a pass for now while we tool around in that. But now Boba's gone. Uh, yeah, I like I said before, I think it'd be cool to see uh, him get uh, one of those Mando starfighters like Bo-Katan has. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's 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 hard to watch all those those Razor Crest scenes. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they land there. The frog people get uh, reunited. Uh... Yeah, you have that little like <laughs> the trope of like the two the couple like find each other through the crowd. It's like right. Oh, and, then they, uh, <laughs> and then the dad like looks at the jug and I'm every time after we, <laughs> what we were talking about last time, it's like, I feel like he's probably sitting there counting them like, wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs> there, there are a lot of these missing, honey. Um, and then one of the weirdest things to me in this episode is, is so they go to the, um, he's like, where are the mandos or whatever? And then they go to this bar and ask the guy or whatever. And then they're ordering some food, right? Oh yeah, they have cooking orders there, where you have to have they have you have to have food in front of you to uh, to sit down. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And then and then the way he's like, all right, give me a bowl of chowder for the kid, and he's like, all right, cool. And then he reaches up above the table and pulls down this like fucking like vacuum hose and pulls a lever on it, and it just like shoots out soup chowder into a but it's like that's how you serve like that's not like a, a health hazard like is though like what the is this is the hose keeping it hot like i'm i just have so many questions like why is having a hose above every table filled hey, with man, chowder I, like your most efficient soup delivery system <laughs> i would be okay with this because if i got my like french onion soup like as soon as i ordered my wing for my food i, I think that's a uh Dude, I would, the way the I future. Mean, after slobbering <laughs> some chowder out of a hose, I would just love All to right, settle down. suckle some blue milk out of a... You know, it was green. Wipe it off my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Murphy. But it's like, also, who, how is there a lock on it? Like, what's to stop everybody from... Do you, is it all you can eat? Is like, you just reach up and fucking... You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's so many. Like, since it's kind of a species specific, it's kind of like 
more like, is a, it like gas a thumbprint. Is it like a thumbprint like, unlock, like your iPhone? So like only the guy who works there. No, can no, like it's it's it like the the, like, the soda fountain that says like twenty five cent refills. So like it's kind of like an honor system, I think. I think it's like uh, a like a gas right. pump or a petrol station. You you know you get your. Yeah. Roll. It's gonna charge your table, whatever you. Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. Certain okay. tax, uh, certain aliens are just they they need that slop, and so they just got it hooked up. You know. In yeah. Case. I don't know. All right. Okay. I mean. That's just, I, <laughs> Like I at least like that's a solid theory. I I just when I was watching it, I was just like, what what the fuck are these chowder hoses? Like why is this the be- are people eating that much goddamn chowder that at some point the kitchen staff was just like fuck it, bowls aren't working anymore. We can like, we got to get some fucking indoor plumbing to d- deliver this to these fucking anyway all right i don't like that's not that's really not <laughs> neither here nor there but um, also it seemed kind of like a really obvious trap that he was going into and it was a little bit surprising to me and obviously i guess he learns his lesson but like the dudes he was talking to seemed super shady and he doesn't think he only thinks to leave baby yoda with the frog people after they almost get killed right like yeah like he, why he are you gonna questionable like like there's t- it seems like in every episode he like finds a babysitter for for baby yoda when it's like but when it's like convenient for this for like the uh the episode to go on like he has him with him and, he, and that's when baby yoda gets in trouble so right yeah for real <laughs> i was just like as soon as they get on that boat, you're like, these motherfuckers are gonna try to kill them. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, I like that whole sequence where uh, the Mandos show up and and rescue him. Um, I also was thinking, like, why the fuck he doesn't just swim from under the boat? But then I was thinking, like, there must be some other door on the bottom that they closed or something. Because it's anyway. Um, but then there's like you get to, you get like the exact same shot of. Bo-Katan reaching down to rescue him of like uh, the in the first season when he's a little kid and gets rescued by Death Watch. Um, and I think I, I like how they're getting more into kind of the, the differences of Mando culture because when in fir- the first season, when you see the cult that he's in, which is the children of the watch, I guess what they call it. Um, it's so different from a lot of the Mando stuff we got in Clone Wars and Rebels. So it was a little confusing of like, are they just rewriting all this fucking history or are they, you know, and, the, and it make it's, it's just cool to, to get that filled in a little bit more. Do they ever actually mention the name? I heard they say like the watch in this episode, but there, there's never been an episode where they actually mentioned that he was like rescued by death watch. It was just kind of a, if you know about like the history think, of Mandalorian from Clone Wars, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I don't know if they say the name death watch, but in the flashback in season one, you see the death watch logo on there, the people who save him. Um, and then in this one, she says specifically, she calls them the children of the watch. So I wonder if that's like the, what death watch has evolved into over, over, you know, those 30 year, 20 years or whatever it's been that like people who were you know like maybe death watch evolved and they don't exist in their under that name but because because she said children of the watch once or twice and like very 
I, I think she even straight up calls them a, a religious cult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's but just, yeah, it's. I think it's that's interesting. A, the most see. interesting is just like it. You see how in the earlier in the episode, like how determined he is not to take off his helmet to eat because he like pays a guy off to like get to like not have to have the bowl fooded from have to eat and show his face. And then he sees right. the brains like take off his their helmet. And he's like, "Oh, you guys aren't real." So that whole theme of right, uh, and they're just like, "Oh, this is this guy's fucking crazy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the I, and I like I like the other backup dudes. Um, there I love their names. One of them, the so um, what's your name? Uh, Sasha Banks, who's a wrestler. Her name is Koska Reeves. But then the other guy's name is just fucking, it's so ridiculous, but I, I love it. It's Axe Wolves, like wolves without an L. You know, you know what that reminds me of is when we were in high school and we used to take, when we had to predict <laughs> yeah. work. And uh, if John D is listening to this, yeah, uh, you know, that's, it was this thing where, you would sort of it would it. It had a unique way of stitching together vowels and consonants. Well, it was imitated, with like T nine T nine word. T nine right? word, like, and it would imitate the English language, but it would produce pure gibberish. And we used to take one time on the football bus to like no, not like, one time. Every fucking <laughs> yeah, okay, it was a every few time times. we had a long trip for a football game, we'd be on the bus, and then you and Johnny would take my phone for like half the fucking bus trip. And fill my phone contact list with to the point where like eighty percent of the contacts in my phone were like it, it's basically like the uh, the Key and Peel skit where they have all the fucking ridiculous names like except like that was like my entire contact list in my phone was like eighty to eighty five percent that and then that on phones of the day. Like you actually had to physically scroll down through the list in order to get to the different yeah. contacts. Yeah. So, so like I literally to get to like a real person I who I wanted to contact, I had to scroll through like twenty to thirty fake fucking so names those, for every real name. Like Howells Halts, uh, Old Joe Up Clag, New Joe Down Clag, <laughs> Nit Libet Halls. I remember. Yeah, these are all good Star Wars names, like legit. Yeah. It was basically a Star Wars name generator. <laughs> so yeah, Axe Woves would have fit right into that. Well, I mean, alphabetically, it would have been right at the top of the list too. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that trip down memory lane, you <laughs> fucking ass. still there resource we keep trying to find do some self find a, a a charger that fits it no we need to find a specialist but that was like the year where like we we went to we 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 went like all the way to state championship but every playoff game that we played in was like on the other side of montana so we had these rides. like <laughs> seven fucking hour long bus rides in either direction like multiple times in a row so it was like the main thing that kept y'all entertained was just taking my fucking phone and filling it with the dumbest shit. And for years afterwards, because when you'd be on Verizon and you'd switch.
your your contacts over to a new phone and they'd import all of that congratulations you've imported your contacts <laughs> yeah like oh thanks i would rather actually just fucking smash this phone with the hammer and start over but yeah anyway I, yeah that reminds me i gotta i'm moving to a new apartment in a couple weeks so i'll, I'll try to remember to, to dig out that phone as i'm packing shit away yeah please do that um yeah thanks for that fucking <laughs> dicks um but yeah, so anyway, they fucking they they uh, kill the what are they quarrens? They blow up the fucking boat. They mob back on the land. He says, "Fuck you! You're not Mandalorians because you took your hats off." Um, I really like the scene too, where then like he's walking in the docks and he gets confronted and like, "You killed my brother!" And she rolls up and she's like, "Nope, I did." Um. It's fucking dope. I love all that. And then, uh, yeah, I, like Will was saying, that whole that whole s- sequence towards the end where they they jump the freighter and whatever, like you said, it feels very much just like live action Clone Wars in the best way. And uh, yeah, man, I, I fucking love that whole thing. The the first one big gripe that I had, and I had to rewatch it three. This is the third time I think I've rewatched this episode, and um the thing that really annoyed the fuck out of me about it like i love that whole sequence but like there's a part at the end where he's just kind of like the human shield and just like runs into them just like laying waste to him with all these guns and they're all just like pinned down and and there's like they do kind of explain it if you pay attention which i guess i just didn't the first time where they say something about like, oh, they've got heavy blasters or something like that. But the entire fucking sequence up to that point, they're just running rip shit through all these motherfuckers like a knife through butter. And then all of a sudden they get to this one group at the end and they're just like, oh, we can't we got to hide. We can't we can't do it anymore. Can't can't just run out and shoot them like we've been shooting all these other motherfuckers the whole time. And then he's like, no, it's fine. I'll just run out and take like 800 fucking bullets and then throw some grenades at him. Like, I just thought that was a really weird sequence, the way that they played it. And there's, like, they do kind of explain it away with the line about, like, oh, they've got heavy blasters and this and that and whatever. But it just plays really weird the first two times that I saw it. And even the third time, I was like, oh, right. I guess I guess it makes sense. But if you have to watch it three times, or at least I did, to understand what the fuck is happening, I that was, like, the only part that didn't really play for me. But the whole rest of it, was rad as fuck but i don't know what do you think i'm gonna shut up now no like i i think the uh the whole sequence from like the point where he meets the, the uh bokatan on is just like this cool like clone wars-esque action packed episode so it'll it only added points to the episode in my in my book when you nice get actiony episode, yeah, and you, you get to see a little bit of of kind of what you see later on with Bo, where you get some kind of hints at how obsessed she is about finding the dark saber. Yeah, like if, I think that the, the interesting thing about this episode is like if if you don't know Bo Katan from the Clone Wars, like you're not quite sure like what. Side she's on kind of or like if 
if she's someone that's going to be like a protagonist or antagonist and like or how she kind of uh if she, if she might kind of like turn heel and like either deliver baby yoda to to uh in exchange for like the dark saber to moff gideon or something so i think i remember like watching this episode at first is like what are they going to do with her character because i i guess i didn't know much beforehand from like the clone wars i didn't wasn't really like 100% sure what like Bo-Katan was all about but yeah I mean I think even if you do know her her character you're not totally sure where this is going to go I mean she's she's kind of interesting in that she has all these different motivations and she's just sort of dangerous and um, I don't know I think uh, that will be one of the interesting, you know, that's the loose end here that I, I'm excited to see about next season is where the Mandalore plotline goes and what. Yeah. Right, for sure. I feel like that's, that's pro- hopefully that's going to be where they pick up Mando season three is it, it seems like it's setting it up for some type of Mandalorian civil war, or at the very least a, a showdown between him and Bo-Katan where they're going to have to fight at some point. Yeah, that'll, I mean, it's kind of what they set up in the last episode. So. Right. Hopefully whenever, whenever we get to season three. And I mean, I think it would be kind of cool. I don't know. I feel like it's maybe too obvious of a, like, john snow thing where he like i don't want it but uh that you know that i feel like they're kind of setting it up where maybe mando is gonna become the the reluctant new mandalore it is is, i guess it kind of parallels john snow in a lot of ways just because he's not even doesn't even really he's, he's part of a death watch like child of the death of the watch or whatever and like isn't truly born in in on Mandalore, but he's like sworn in by Creed. So, right, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and 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 then just to just the fact that there's going to be so many things running concurrently that are going to overlap too is exciting because then, you know, people from one show might show up in another one, and yeah, it's going to be pretty fucking cool to yep. have. It's been as cool as it's been to have Mando season one and season two, it's been very isolated in that sense compared to what it's about to be, which is going to be yeah. super interesting to see. Yeah. Like what we'll talk about the last episode when we get there, but when it kind of pops a can open as far as like what, what goes on next. Right. For sure. Um, and then, uh, and then they get up and they fucking take, take a hold of uh, what's his name. I don't know if they actually say his name, whatever the commander's name is. He's like a bad guy in uh, Sons of Anarchy is what I remember him from. Um, but uh, then he takes some like electric cyanide or whatever the fuck it is to, oh, to yeah. kill himself to uh, avoid, uh, you know, whatever horrible shit Moff Gideon would do to him. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was a pretty dope episode. I think like you know you're saying there's some pretty cool action sequences and 
and uh it's you know none of these episodes except the first one are super long and and i feel like maybe i i wish there was just a little bit more of of some of them because they are good but i guess that's you know that's a good feeling to be left wanting more um in that way but uh yeah man i'd say i'd probably give it an eight out of ten for me it's pretty fucking solid it's it's also you know it's hard because it's we know what's coming up next which is just yeah gets crazier and crazier and crazier and you know bigger and bigger reveals so it's it's hard for me to as dope as it is and as cool as it is to see a live action clone wars character um you know especially with the person yeah for real and and you know they kind of open that pandora's box just the teeniest little bit when we got saw Guerrera in rogue one and and that was like oh shit they might actually bring some you know animated characters and they've done it with book characters now with like Cobb vant and whatever so yep. i feel like it's uh yeah it's it's pretty cool to see that stuff but at the same time like i said for me i i i feel like i would give it a probably a higher than an eight if i if it wasn't just that it's by comparison to the other shit that we know is about to come, come yeah. down the pipe. Yeah, and I, I gotta agree with you. Like, probably I'd say this is a nine if I if this was like the the most recent Mandalorian episode I'd, I'd ever seen. But it, it, I gotta give it an eight, just knowing what comes ahead, and also like this episode is really good because it, it gives you everything you signed up for 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 the Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, I'm. I, I think I go with eight and a half, just because uh, I think we get a little bump for having some sort of piracy. I think that always gets, yeah. gets the juices cool. flowing a bit. But uh, agreed with all the other points. I think it's uh, an upswing on the trajectory towards the sort of greatness that that comes after. So. Yeah, I'm right in there with all of you guys. I'll, I'll say 8.25 just to be in the middle, though. <laughs> just to be fucking contrarian. You contrarian. Um, you silly country music-loving woman. Um, there's the rest of the development joke. Um, yeah, man. It's fucking good shit. Uh, so here's a question. Have all of y'all watched any of WandaVision yet? I have not. I moved uh, one episode further down the line. Uh, I think I'm still on the on the wrong side of the whatever the big spoilers are that we were hinting at. So I think I still need an ep- I need to get caught up here. Yeah, I'm, for I'm gonna, sure. I'm going with a resounding yes. I I, I love the show. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I okay. Well, we won't get in any specifics till we're all. Yeah the same level yeah. with it but um chris you haven't seen it at all yet at all no i have not have time to sit down yet no worries well yeah let us know when when you've watched any of it and and we can uh we can start digging into that too um but yeah man there's it, there's a pretty major major fucking spoiler from the most recent yeah. <laughs> one i think it was the fifth episode and there's yeah it's a spoiler again mind fuck slash like yeah yeah like it like danny said like mind fuck is is a great way to put it because it the way the episode ends in the last 30 seconds or so 
is something that seemingly has serious wild ass implications about the hit the, the entire future of the MCU and what is and isn't now possible basically yeah i won't say really any more than that cuz it's i don't want to spoil anything it's just there's of course again there's people out there on already within 12 hours of it coming out already there's youtube ch- channels where it's being, you know, they're putting the spoiler in the title and the thumbnail. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard to avoid unless you're just totally going yeah, blackout. I, I, I'd say like it's safe to assume that every episode is going to have some type of spoiler, major spoiler from here on out. So right, and I've heard some, I've heard some rumors about some leaks from some other big like like in 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 the in the same type of way, which is crazy to think just because of what the magnitude of this the spoiler of the thing that just happened but basically the 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 supposed leak was being referenced in a similar way how we're sitting here talking about a Bo-Katan reveal midway through this season being like small potatoes compared to the things that we obviously if that makes any amount of sense of that like the thing that is a huge spoiler right now by the end of the season might seem small by comparison, which is wild to think about. Consider anyway, I feel like I'm, I'm talking as in super vague terms and, and trying not to spoil anything or, or allude to anything. So I'm just going to stop talking about it before I do. But uh, yeah, super yeah, dope. Let's uh, let's all try to get caught up on this and then hit it next week. Yeah. Right. If yeah, I mean, it, it, by next weekend, there'll be the sixth episode <laughs> that'll be out. Yeah. But yep. I think it's episode six next, right? And and also, okay, there. Also, this is like a total fucking sidebar, but like non-spoiler stuff is. It's obviously all it's very sitcommy. It's like first episode is kind of fifty sitcoms, and the sixties, and the second seventies. The last one was eighties, so the next one is gonna be nineties. Yeah, and I'm expecting some Roseanne <laughs> references. And well, well, the interesting okay. like thing is that they, they said I've, i read an interview beforehand that there might there, there's probably gonna be a reference to like full house and it's funny because like elizabeth olsen is the olsen twins right so yeah she's exactly <laughs> that this show has been waiting for is the crossover yeah i know dude it's kind of wild so <laughs> maybe, maybe that will finally bring them into fuller house <laughs> right well here's the other thing too so there just a couple other weird little updates because um just because we haven't talked about this in like i don't even know like two years probably because when roseanne went off the fucking deep end and you know went crazy and and got fired from her roseanne reboot we've kind of removed that that element from the show because it was just like yeah. you know yeah. i don't want to yeah this, this doesn't feel good cancel culture yeah exactly we can't we canceled roseanne um <laughs> no but it just like it, it felt weird it didn't feel good it was like yeah this is this just got really gross this was fun weird. and now it's gross it got weird fast it got weird and and so like i i uh abdicated the throne as the moderator and creator of our slash roseanne on reddit like i was like no nope, i'm good I, I never I still have never watched the Connors, which is now apparently in season three. Really? Um, didn't know, but I guess it caught on, still going. So so just like a quick side bar about all these things is I checked in with um, our Roseanne just to see where it's at these days, and there are 
let's see currently three and a half thousand subscribers now to r slash roseanne still daily content and discussions going on and being posted like it's fucking it's just hilarious to me they took down the rosanarchy banner which was like her dressed as like che Guevara holding an ak-47 and it said <laughs> rosanarchy so that's a bit of a bummer um but and then i look there's also now there's a Con- the connor's subreddit too which has like uh 3000 or or 2000 members as well like so there's like almost 5000 people that are on there fucking chatting away about it but so i say that all to say this so that i didn't realize and i just never bothered to look up cuz i just kind of like tapped out from all that what they how they killed off Roseanne right cuz they killed her off to to create the show the connors and it's super fucked up, I think. So Roseanne, at the time, when they made this decision and, and put it on the TV show, she was, like, all fucked up on, on pills and liquor and, like, strut, right? Like, not defending all of her shitty, like, beliefs and all the fucked up things that she said. But, like, you know, she also clearly was having some addiction problems, and I don't even know where you she's know, at now. She's storming the Capitol. Is that how they killed her off? <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is like several years ago, right? It was season one of the Connors. Now it's season three. It could have been like the Simpsons and protected it all, right? But but oh, but so so what they did is uh, they they had her die of a fucking pill overdose. Jesus. Yeah, dude. Like, isn't that a bit too fucking on the nose and like a bit? It's it's just a bit fucked and <laughs> like. I don't know, man. I was just like, really, I was like, ooh, that, uh, that didn't feel good. Like, why are they okay with that? No, like, Somebody who's clearly struggling with addiction and you're like, oh, hey, guess what? We, in the show, you OD'd. Like, <laughs> the show of you that's based on The character you, that's based off of you had been like the last that's named years after of your life. You and, and that, like, has all the same issues you have and you're currently struggling with? Well, guess what? You lost. Oh you lost God. that battle. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I was like, oh, whoa. That, that it's was funny because, like, weird. I remember when that happened, they took the show off off the, uh, I forget if it was on Hulu or whatever streaming service. And I, right. I still have yet to see the final episode of, like, the Roseanne reboot. Just because, like, I think they, like, kind of erased that whole series of her, like, coming back altogether. <sighs> it's, it's so weird, man. It's, uh, it's just, yeah. Anyway, like, that was just, it was just, like, an interesting little, uh, snapshot into all that because we haven't fucking talked about that literally probably in two years and uh just fucking wild man i i don't know um yeah well shout out to roseanne wherever you are shout out rosie yep hope you're hope you're getting the help you need hope you're hope you've learned to be a little more woke after we we canceled you hope us canceling you yeah <laughs> I really wonder if she was where she was on uh, January 6th. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. That's uh, yep. Oh, anyway, <laughs> all right, boys. Well, uh, um, good luck watching. Yep. Like it. Good luck, Kansas City. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Uh. We'll see y'all on the other side. See ya. All right, boys. <laughs> Yes.